the Broken to Brave podcast is turning one. And to celebrate, I'm doing an exciting giveaway. The grand prize winner will receive $150 cash through Venmo and access to Brave Breathwork so that with ease, you can shift the way that your mind and your body automatically respond to stress. To enter the giveaway, all you need to do is go to my Instagram at Dr. Stephanie Lopez and find the pinned giveaway post. On the post, tag a friend who is on a healing and inner work journey just like you. The more people that you tag, the more entries you will get. Hi, I'm Dr. Steph, and I'm here to guide you on your journey to healing from a difficult relationship with your mother. Whether she was narcissistic, emotionally immature, or just plain toxic, I want you to know that you are in fact not broken and you do not have to suffer from anxiety or explosive emotional reactions like lashing out. You can break the cycle. You are a strong, capable woman who can handle any challenge that comes your way. And I'm going to show you how to have the ultimate control over your reactions so that you are unstoppable. Welcome to the Broken to Brave podcast. Welcome back to the Broken to Brave podcast. I hope that your week is off to a great start. <sighs> Heavy sigh for me this morning. Today, I want to talk about something that has come up a lot recently in my life, in my friends' lives, multiple of my friends, in my clients' lives, multiple of my clients as well. And your ability to hone this skill that I'm about to refer to will directly relate to the quality of your relationships in your life, how connected you feel versus how alone you feel, and how you handle arguments as well. Yes, all three of those, quality of your relationships, how connected you feel, and how you handle arguments. And if you had the power to improve all of these things. My question is like, would you want to? And I think that you're probably going to say yes, because I would say yes as well. So what the heck am I referring to? Empathy. Empathy is the ability to understand and to share the feelings and the experiences of another by imagining what it would be like to be in that person's situation. Now, before I dive into this, I am guessing that a number of you listening are like, oh yeah, I'm really empathetic and this is great. And you probably are, especially if you were raised by an emotionally immature, narcissistic, or toxic mother. You probably are empathetic. You might have unintentionally picked up a few things from others that show up as a lack of empathy. So it could be worth listening to the rest of this. And in relation to this, one basic need that we all have is to feel seen and to feel heard. And having empathy for ourselves and for others is one way to give that gift. I really want to emphasize that we can give it to ourselves too. And I'm going to go a little bit on a tangent here because this is something that comes up quite often where 
I had a client say, she feel, she's like, sometimes I feel like I'm at war with myself. Like part of me just wants to quit being an entrepreneur and just be a stay-at-home mom. And part of me is like, no, this is a great growth opportunity. And so she's like, it's like this internal war. Well, we could give each of those parts empathy as well, just as we would give that to others. And that might not feel mind-blowing for you. You're like, yeah, that makes sense. And then you might choose not to do it. So my challenge is, what if you chose to take that advice and that you start using that today and see what's different for you? Okay, so I'm back to the specific topic of empathy. I want, I mean, I didn't really go off track. You know, you're just getting my raw thoughts today. (laughs) Here we are. This is me. So um, I want to talk about some blatant signs of low empathy. And first, I want to talk about sneaky signs that you might not be empathetic or that you might be showing an up in a way that doesn't feel empathetic to the recipient. I'm guessing that like I said, that many of you perceive yourself as empathetic. But what I've noticed is that even for those who do, that there tends to be a couple ways that a lack of empathy kind of permeates and negatively impacts their life. And these sneaky ways, they tend to show up when you are in the role of listener. So I want you to just imagine for a moment that you're in a conversation as uh, and you're listening to somebody express something about their lives. It might be where you're physically present or maybe you're texting back and forth. And then I'm going to walk you through one thing that I do in my programs. We go over seven levels of listening. That would be too much to go over all in one episode at once. So today what I'm going to do is I'm just going to talk about one of those seven. And that Peace is essentially implying that someone shouldn't feel a certain way. And if you immediately were like, well, I don't do that. I have heard this from so, so, so many people that it is a pervasive issue. So it could be from a completely innocent and even where you're fe- you feel like you're being supportive. And it's basically implying like you shouldn't be upset. It could be different wording. But really, I ask you just pause and reflect. To what extent do you try to make someone feel better or to get them to stop feeling a certain way? This could be a partner. This could be a coworker. This could be a family member. This could be a child. To what extent do you try to make them feel a certain way that is different from what they are experiencing on their own? If you're human, this has at least happened once in your life, but probably more. And again, if your first inclination is, I'm not that type of person, I encourage you to keep this in the forefront of your mind and just to look for it because it really can be sneaky. And especially when it's coming from a good place, like, you know, your intentions not everybody else does. So let's think about other ways that it could be said so that you can keep an eye out for this. It might be, oh, look at the bright side. Oh, well, you know, what's the silver lining there? Or, you know, well, what can you learn from it? Oh, it's not that big of a deal and it'll be okay. So all completely innocent, but all 
trying to make someone feel differently than they do. And it could be even harsher than that. It could be, um, well, other people handle this better than you, which may or it may not be true, but saying it in that way is not going to be, it's not going to go well for most people. We'll just leave it at that. So in my life, in my friends' lives, in my clients' lives, um, this happens a lot. I see it all the time. And I have been that person. I just want to be open there just in case I, I, I like came on this podcast just showing up as like, this has never happened for me. Absolutely. Because there was a time in my life when I didn't realize that I was trying to uh, make someone feel something differently and that that was actually a lack of empathy. And still occasionally I'll catch myself there with like trying to replace their feelings with happier ones. So I want to share an example, a personal example that recently happened. If you follow me on Instagram, then you, and you watch my stories, then you probably know that we found out that our dog was being put down. She had a heart murmur. So this, we saw this coming. She was on medication for a long time and it had gotten worse and worse and worse to the point where the medication wasn't working anymore. Um, and her heart had grown and she wasn't able to breathe. So I sent a message out to, you know, to people close to me. And one that I received back is, oh, she wasn't the perfect dog and she wasn't the smartest either. Ugh, the girls are small enough that you can, you can always get another one. And while this isn't the worst response in the world, it's not supportive and it's not empathetic. And it, it doesn't take into account what someone might be feeling or experiencing. And it's not okay. It is a sign of low empathy. And the thing is, is that comments like this create dis connection. And if you really pause and think about what is the purpose of life? What are we here for? Connection is probably at the top of that list. Like you may not fall in line exactly with what I believe, but I believe that we are all here to help each other in some way. We all have struggles and we all have talents and things that come easy to us. And I see, you know, a rather perfect blend where we could all support each other and help each other with what we're good at to support the struggles of others anyways. And a huge part of this is connection, right? Like we wouldn't be able to help each other if we weren't connected. Okay. So in a world where people feel alone in their struggles very often, and they feel isolated, especially you know, given everything that has happened with the pandemic, we need more connection. We don't need disconnection. And I get that there are situations where we don't know how someone is feeling and where you might not know what to say. And so that can create some difficulties because when people don't know what to say, then they sometimes respond in a very odd way, but guess what? You can ask. <laughs> and I, I really, really like 
share this all the time with my clients. Like you can say a lot more than you think you can. You can be more open about what's truly going on for you. That does take some self-awareness though. And just ask. So if you don't know what someone is feeling or you don't know how to respond, use maybe try using one of these phrases. Like, how can I support you right now? Or what would feel best from me right now? Or how are you feeling? Or I notice that I'm going back and forth on the right response and I don't know what would feel best for you. So in all of those ways, you are actually being more open than probably you're usually being. And it's actually supportive because even me asking, how can I be there for you demonstrates that I care about you and I want to show up in a way that's going to be helpful versus responding in whatever way I would naturally respond doesn't take that into account. Kind of like, I don't know, a duck under the water, just like, I mean, not under the water, but a duck with the feet under the water just popped in my head where they're like, like, you know, swimming like super fast, but everything looks fine. And so like internally, maybe you're like freaking out, like, what should I say? What's the right thing? You know, like, how should I respond in this situation? Like, how about we just ask? Hopefully that made sense. (laughs) If you have questions about that, just let me know. Um, Anyway, so society implies we cannot ask these types of questions, but I am here to say, why not? Why not? And as I mentioned earlier in this episode, I want to dive into some signs of low empathy. And I'm just going to reiterate, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm probably preaching to the choir. However, sometimes we unintentionally inherit our parents' negative traits. So I think it's worth diving into anyways. So I'm going to go over six signs of low empathy. And the first is being critical and judgmental. So this is excessively criticizing other people for experiencing or expressing emotions. Maybe they even blame the other person. Well, if you were X, Y, Z, then this wouldn't have happened. Or if you were, if, if uh, you were X, Y, Z, then I would be more empathetic toward you. So it's like making the person wrong for having a human experience, being critical and judgmental. And anywhere that you are judgmental of other people is such good data for yourself about how you are judging yourself. And inside of my programs, we go through how do you let go of that self-judgment, of that critical self-talk. Okay, so that's the first sign of low empathy. The second is thinking that it wouldn't happen to you or it wouldn't happen to them, or maybe they would handle the situation much better. And maybe that's the truth, but maybe it's not. Recently, I was speaking to a woman who's pregnant for the first time. And prior to being pregnant, she made a comment to someone else that that individual wasn't handling things as well as other new moms would. So like, you're taking this worse than other new moms. And she said, in hindsight, I literally, she said, I literally feel sick to my stomach because now that she was in that situation, she realized that she had a similar experience. And it, you know, like, 
thinking that it wasn't going to happen to her or that she would handle it better, she was actually wrong. And sometimes there's really no way to know until we are in the situation. A third sign of low empathy is calling other people too sensitive. And I know that some people who are listening to this podcast right now have been the recipient of being told you're too sensitive. And what that is, is essentially dismissing a person's emotions and implying that emotions are not valid. There are no good emotions. There are no bad emotions at all. And they are always valid. So this is really, calling people too sensitive is really a sign that that person who said those things treats themselves that way. Because as humans, we cannot hold more space for other people than we hold for ourselves. So I know being told you're too sensitive feels so personal because it's literally a direct attack on you, but it has nothing to do with you. And it is that person's inability to hold space for themselves. The fourth sign of low empathy is responding in inappropriate ways. And I know that's a little bit vague, so I'll give an example. Maybe they joke about somebody's emotions or they act indifferent after hearing someone else express sad news. Maybe they start talking about themselves. Those are all inappropriate ways to respond and show that the person has a very low ability to take the perspective of anyone but themselves. The fifth sign of low empathy is probably having trouble understanding how their behavior affects others or in more severe cases, and this is true of many narcissistic mothers, at some level, they might understand, but they do not feel remorseful about it. They might actually behave in vindictive ways without caring if it hurts you. They might view any of your comments as personal attacks and hold grudges and try to get back at you or like throw things back at you from the past. Um, and if they feel they were wronged in some way, they will you know, be vindictive about that. And then finally, another sign of low empathy, and the, the last one that I'll go over today, is difficulty maintaining relationships, resulting in um, bonds that are not meaningful. So like I mentioned a few minutes ago, if we think about really a main purpose here is to feel connected, this lack of empathy creates disconnection and create situations where the meaningful bonds don't exist. So again, if you're listening, I think I'm probably preaching to the choir, but as I've gone through this, you, you might have been thinking even like, yes, yeah, Steph, I've been dealing with this my entire life. And you know what? To be completely honest, I can relate. And because I personally dealt with my emotions being suppressed as a child and a teenager and receiving little to no empathy for my experience, even to this day, that can bring up a lot for me. And, and sometimes I end up going into fight or flight mode. So I want to paint this picture for you. All humans have a need or desire to be, and I would say a need, not just a desire, but to feel seen and heard. Okay. So that is basically feeling as if they matter. And 
when we are speaking to someone else about our experiencing experience and sharing something vulnerable, like a difficult time or a hardship that we're going through, that that can feel difficult to say out loud. So we're like putting ourselves out there. And then if empathy is not given in response and the person instead essentially turns away, we don't feel seen and heard. And that is a core human need. And a common reaction, it's not the only reaction, but a common reaction is anger. When we don't feel seen, you you can think of seen as being significant, right? I'm like kind of like pushing my chest out a little bit here and like see me, right? So if you don't see me, if I don't matter, one coping mechanism is to get bigger, And that could be rage, that could be anger. And so if that response, if that's been your response ever, when you don't feel seen or heard or validated, you are not alone. And I have responded in that way. And don't make yourself wrong for that. It is okay to be human. It is okay to make mistakes. It is okay to be imperfect. And... It's also an opportunity to notice, okay, this is something that there's more opportunity to heal. And that's true for me. Feeling seen and heard is something that I've struggled with and that I'm working on and that I've I've worked on, but it's not totally healed. And sometimes I will have big reactions in response to being ignored by someone or not feeling like I matter or what I say matters or not feeling like my experience matters. And I know when you started listening to this podcast, I told you I will say things that other people aren't going to say and I'll share things about myself. And so I want to share this with you so that you know if this resonates with you, you are so not alone here. All right, so my hope is that this has at least shifted your perspective in some way and helped to help you show up more for yourself, but also for others so that you can feel more connected on a deeper level and so that they feel connected on a deeper level. And I just want to leave you, I think, with one final thing today to expedite this process. And it is really in order to be more empathetic, to show up more empathetic, there's a few things that you need to let go of. And all of these things are things that in my programs and coaching, I can guide you to let go of. And that is competitiveness, wanting to be right, um, having a willingness to acknowledge your own mistakes and flaws, focusing on solving other people's problems and having a fixed mindset where, you know, this is just the way that I am. So with each of these, they're not necessarily quote unquote bad in all scenarios, but they can very, very, very much get in the way of showing up empathetically and feeling connected with others. So let me know how this resonates. If you liked what you learned on today's episode or in previous podcast episodes, can you, can I ask you a favor? Can you take just 60 seconds to write a quick review? These reviews are really helpful in getting the podcast discovered by more individuals. And I really appreciate you taking the time and I will see you next Tuesday. 
Thank you for listening today. If you're ready to heal so that triggering situations no longer control you and so that you can feel empowered, brave, and thrive in any situation, DM me the word brave on Instagram and I'll send you a training where you will learn three of the most common mistakes driven women are making that are keeping them stuck in negative emotions and what you can do instead.